You're listening to Ask Dr. Jake. My name is Dr. Jake Tucker. I'm the owner and founder of Good Life Family Chiropractic here on the south side of Lincoln. And I'm coming to you today with another message of health, hope, and wholeness. And the question today is what is normal when it comes to health? And some of you may feel so far outside of normal that you have lost your hope, that you definitely do not feel whole. If that's you, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, pick up the phone and call my office, 402-413-8825. And I'm standing by to take your call, answer any questions that you have, and if necessary, to set up an exam time to sit down, figure out what the cause of your interference is, the things that are keeping you from being healthy and whole. Because here's the thing, when it comes down to it, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has good plans for us. And Jesus came that we may have life and have it to the full. So welcome to Maundy Thursday. And we are excited to celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior, through our health. And what does God give us health for? To do those good things that glorify him so that we can enjoy him forever. He wants us to partake in his plans for this world and for eternity. And so if your health struggles are interfering with that, start by picking up the phone and calling our office, 402-413-8825. You can also text us, same number, 413-8825, and we're happy to help you. We're happy to help walk you along through that journey. You can also visit us at the at our website, goodlifefamilychiropractic.com. And if you're listening on KCRO today, fantastic. But for those of you joining us for, via podcast, just know that you can find us wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Ask Dr. Jake, and there you'll find me. Make sure to give us a like, give us a thumbs up, share this if you're watching on Facebook or listening on Facebook so that your friends and family can also step into the health that God has for them. And let's start with that. Let's start with what normal is. I'll tell you what normal isn't. It's not what's going on inside our country right now in spite of everything that those in power want us to believe. In, in fact, you look at science. My wife and I were talking about this the other night. And you, you think about all the different peer-reviewed journals that are out there. There's no brain in the entire world right now that could take all of those journals, compile them and process them and have them access at every moment. And I was listening to a episode of Freakonomics just a couple of years ago, and they were talking about the medical system and they were asking medical researchers all the things that they know. And they asked them point blank, how much do you know? How much do you understand about what's going on inside the human body? And they estimated there on the show that they understand about 30% of what's going on inside the human body. And now that, that's kind of humble, given how great that our, our, that our research is doing. Like, you know, that's, that's like saying we know that there's a lot more that we don't understand. But then you break that down and understand that that 30% isn't just one person knowing 30%. 30% is everything that the research understands. And then you compare that to what God knows about our health and about how it works. And it just makes the idea of taking a medication and expecting that to get you well, a man-made medication with man-made things to get you well, it's just not going to get you healthy. It really isn't. We, we had a patient come through our office uh, about a month ago. She's just a fantastic lady. We call her Margie. Um, Margie, uh, Margie, her best friend brought her in. She was sitting through, she uh, was at our patient appreciation day and she saw what I was doing and she said, you know, could this help with 
my best friend's condition. And what her best friend Margie was going through was that after her husband died, she all of a sudden started to, de- to develop these tremors. And these tremors uh, were not your typical tremors. They were not Parkinson's tremors. They were not Alzheimer's tremors. They were not you know multiple sclerosis tremors or any of these typical degenerative you know neurological conditions. And what it was is she would get up at the front edge of her seats, which she often did because she teaches piano, and her body would just lose control. It would just go into these convulsions. But if she sat back and sat upright, then it would stop. And so she'd been to, you know, half a dozen neurologists, all these different medical doctors trying to figure out what was going on inside her body, anything from infection to a neurological condition. Uh, you know, just they, they looked across the spectrum and their, their synopsis, their, their best advice that they could give her is that it was all psychological, that it was in her head, that it was a part of her grief that she was dealing with. And so they just recommended counseling, started putting her on some medication for psychosis, essentially. And then her friend found me and she said, Dr. Jake, do you think this could help? And I said, I don't know. I have to look to see what's going on inside her spine first. And the reason why I look inside a spine first is because the spine in the central nervous system is there to keep you healthy, to keep you functioning well, to keep you functioning normally to heal and function the way that God designed you to be. And so she brought her in for an exam. And the first thing that we did is we explained to her the process, everything that needs to go on. First, we have to assess if there's any interference in the central nervous system, because if there is, that's what's keeping you from functioning normally. Even if it's not the direct cause of your symptom, it's not allowing you to heal and function the way that God designed you to. And so we have to start there. Any stress on the central nervous system is going to disrupt brain function. It's going to disrupt the prefrontal cortex. So we have to start with a nervous system assessment. And we're going to start with the spine specifically because, number one, the spine was completely ignored by all your other doctors. They didn't look at this at all. They didn't look to see if the integrity of the spine was whole. And number two, the job of the spine is interlinked with the central nervous system. Number one, it's there to protect it. But number two, it also, its movement and its protection of the spinal cord actually contributes to the function of the central nervous system. So she said, how are we going to do that? And I said, first, we're going to start with your posture. Your posture dictates your function. If you're straight up and tall, if your head's over top of your shoulders, when you look at you from the side, when it's equally between your shoulders when you're looking at you from the front, with both the shoulders level, with both the hips level, with the knees and the ankles all in perfect alignment, then we know that your brain has every opportunity to function well, that the vestibular cortex is keeping things in place well. If any of those things are off, they're either stuck or the vestibular cortex is not firing properly. And how do you get it to fire properly? You get it input in that right position, in that right posture. Secondly, we're going to look at your range of motion. If you can't bring your head to your chest, your chin all the way down to your chest when you look down, when you can't look up and all the way back at the ceiling, extending your neck backwards, when you can't bring your ear to the shoulder by bending your ear to the side, when you can't 
turn your head fully over each shoulder. That tells us that there's joint dysfunction. When there's joint dysfunction, it means that your brain's not receiving all the ATP that it needs, that the cerebrospinal fluid that is supposed to be nourishing your, your central nervous system, specifically the spinal cord, the brain stem, and the brain itself, that it's not pumping well because your spine is not moving well. Next, we'll look to see if there's any pain to the touch, any muscle spasm, any edema or swelling around the spine. And we'll assess to see if there's been an injury there, whether it's been, you know, creating pain or if it's just something that you're feeling through a different symptom. And then lastly, of course, we're going to actually measure the electrical current that runs through your central nervous system with our surface electromyography tool. And what this shows us is if that sympathetic nervous system is firing appropriately or if it's firing inappropriately. Your nervous system communicates via electrical current most of the time. It's mostly made up of that electrical current, and we can actually measure its health by how well that electrical current runs through there. From there, we'll decide how many x-rays we need. The x-rays tell us exactly what's going on to disrupt that signal inside of your spine. Can there be more going on? Absolutely. That's why we have all five essentials. But let's start with seeing if there's interference coming from the central nervous system. And we didn't even have to jump into nutrition. We started the exam and we saw all of those things, the posture, the range of motion, the palpation exam of the spine. We saw the surface electromyography scan. Every single one of those was highly abnormal, highly out of alignment. And when we tested it, we, we found that the more out of alignment it was, the worse it made our symptoms. So we went in and we took some x-rays and the x-rays showed me exactly what was going on. She had at some point in her life, whether it was through pressure over time slowly or pressure over time quickly, right? Either a traumatic incident or a traumatic posture that slowly wore out her spine. She had developed several levels of instability that left her in a resting state with constant compression on her spinal cord, which seems like the neurologist should have been able to catch, but they never looked at her spinal cord. They never even looked at her back, even though most of the tremors started when she was sitting down at the front edge of her seat without any back support. They went right to her head and they went right to psychosis. They tried to find something that they could treat with a medication whose only job really is to manage crises and to keep a crisis from killing you. You will never get healthy on a medication. I showed her what was going on and then we did her first adjustment. We didn't see a dramatic change in the first adjustment, but she didn't respond badly either. And then when we did a, a follow-up test to see how she responded to body weights, and we took x-rays of those, we saw that her spine went right back into proper alignment with appropriate body weighting. We amplified that with vibration therapy, and we continued to adjust her for three times a week. After the first 30 days, we did a reassessment. I had her sit on the front edge of her chair, and I watched those tremors. And this, after two weeks of her telling me that she thought it was getting better, we actually got to see the transformation. We saw that those tremors had been cut in half after just a month of care, completely disregarding the psychological input. Yes, she was under stress. Yes, it was catastrophic that she lost her husband this last year, and that broke my heart. And yes, she probably did need therapy, but not for the tremors, not for the damage to her spinal cord. We're completely missing this thing. 
And so if your doctor has completely missed your spinal cord, hasn't evaluated your spine in its role for your neurological health, then they're completely missing the point of health and healthcare because health is a state of 100% optimal function and healing, the ability of your body to heal and function. And so if you haven't had that evaluated, start with that. Pick up the phone and call my office. We're here on the south side of Lincoln in sunny Nebraska, and we're here to help you. And that starts with that phone call, 402-413-8825. You can also request an appointment from my website. Just go to goodlifefamilychiropractic.com and where it has notes section, just fill in what you were hearing on the radio and start filling in some of the things that you'd like help with. We'll start sending you information on how to get set up for that appointment. You'll be able to pick an appointment time right there from the website. That's goodlifefamilychiropractic.com. But if you want to talk to me, absolutely call or text me at 402-413-8825. And I'm standing by to help you. So where do we go from here? Where do, how do we establish normal? Well, we start with what isn't working right? Because we know that can't be normal. You look at what our healthcare system has done to us as far as health is concerned, and other than emergency care, our healthcare system is underperforming just about every other healthcare system in the world. You look at us, we spend more money on healthcare than any other country, $11,000 per person every single year. And then as a country, as a whole, our gross domestic product, almost 20% of our gross domestic product goes towards healthcare costs. If money was the answer to being healthy, we should be the healthiest country in the world. What do we do when we get there? Well, we definitely have the best doctors. Doctors are coming from all over the world to practice in the United States because in our country, as a doctor, you can get wealthy because our treatment system is so expensive, you can charge an arm and a leg for healthcare and actually get away with it. So it's expensive. Then you have the best doctors. And if you don't like the doctor you're with, you can go to the guy down the street who probably has the same medical degree, maybe from a better school and get a second opinion, and he'll give you a different treatment option. If that was the answer to being healthy, we should be the healthiest country in the world. You look at the amount of medication that we take. If medication was the answer to being healthy, we should be far and away the healthiest country in the world. But as 5% of the world's population, we take 74% of the world's prescription drugs. We take 80% of the world's painkillers, and we take 90% of the world's psychotropic medications. If money and drugs were the answer to being healthy, we should be the healthiest country in the world. But when you look at the World Health Organization, their annual report, and you look at it for the last several decades, where do we fall amongst industrialized nations? Dead last. All the other industrialized nations of the world do it better than us in spite of losing all their best doctors to us, in spite of losing out on some of the best research opportunities because we have the best researchers in the best research schools. But when you look at how we're performing, they're outperforming us instead, in spite of striving to be us. And so in, in spite, instead of doing that, instead of continuing to do the same thing over and over or deeper and deeper or paying more and more money into this thing, how about we stop and reassess for a minute? I've identified three problems with this system. The first problem with this system is number one, it relies on you feeling bad. It, it's a reactive system instead of proactive. It doesn't invest in health. You don't, we're not being taught how to be healthy in our schools. We're taught how to go to the doctor when we identify a symptom. 
you know, we're taught the food pyramid, which is really just a, a scheme by the USDA to support the farming and the agriculture that we do in this country. You know, it, it's not there to get us healthy. You know, we know an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of, a pound of cure. And so we have to start there. We have to start with prevention. And then we also have to start, number two, with identifying what health is. You can't base your health on how you feel and be healthy. We all base our health on how we feel. We, we go to the doctor when? When we're sick, when we feel bad, when we get a symptom, when that neck starts to hurt, when that back starts to hurt, when our heart starts to beat weird, or, or when you know, or our energy levels start to drop. We go to the doctor and say, hey, what's wrong with me? We don't say what's right with me. We don't say what's the correct way to get back to doing well. No, we go to the doctor. He runs a test. He gives us a diagnosis. And then he sends us out with a medication to modulate the symptom of the problem. Then if that doesn't work, we go to the doctor, maybe get a second opinion, do another test, get another diagnosis, get another drug. And if that doesn't work, we go to a special doctor. That special doctor, he's going to run a special test. He's going to give you a special diagnosis, maybe a special drug and definitely at a special price. He's called a specialist, by the way. And if that doesn't work to get you healthy and well, then what we're going to do is we're going to go to a surgeon. He's going to do a surgical consult, and he's going to assess if the organs, tissues, or cells inside your body that God designed to be there, if you're not better off without those. Let's just cut those out and see if you do better. That's our healthcare system in a nutshell. If we wait until we feel bad, though, Let's just take the top three killers in the United States. Number one, cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular disease as a whole was responsible for over 840,000 deaths last year. If you wait until you feel cardiovascular disease, you have to wait 20 years of having it diagnosably in your body before you'll feel a symptom. And 63% of the time, the very first symptom is the heart attack itself. If you wait until you feel the heart attack to do anything about cardiovascular disease, you have a 50% survival rate for that heart attack. Number two on that list was cancer. Cancer was responsible for 600,000 deaths last year, and we're projecting that it will surpass cardiovascular disease as the number one cause of death. This year, if you wait until you feel cancer, you have to wait 20 years on average, having it growing inside your body before you will feel a symptom. And so we know that we shouldn't because 10 years of having cancer, it's considered lethal on average. And so we go in and we get our colonoscopies. We get our prostates checked. Ladies, we get our mammograms. But even by our best test, even if we go into CT scans and PET scans and MRI, it still takes cancer growing eight years before it's detectable two years before it's considered lethal. And this is why even though our cancer survival rates, five-year cancer survival rates are going up, our cancer deaths are increasing even more. So you can't wait until you feel it because number three, the third leading cause of death last year at 440,000 deaths was the emergency room and errors performed inside the emergency room. And again, I don't blame the medical doctors for this. This is, this is like blaming the, for, the forest fires on the firefighters. No, they're managing crises. They're waiting until you feel something go wrong to do anything about it. And it's not their fault. It's our fault. We're the ones that waited. We're the ones that waited until we felt it go wrong. And so if you're feeling something right now, whether it's neck pain, whether it's tingling or numbness, 
radiating down the arm into the hand. Like, absolutely, you should need to get this taken care of, but you need to see where it's coming from. We need to look for cause. And that cause starts by understanding where function comes from because the definition of health has nothing to do with how you feel. The definition of health is a state of 100% optimal function and the ability of your body to heal. When you have that, your body will heal. That's how God designed it. When he, when he brought us together and he put us together and knit us together inside our mother's wombs and he said that we were fearfully and wonderfully made, he designed us to heal. A cut on our hand or leg, it heals all by itself. Cancer is killed every single day by your white blood cells. Just by itself. You don't even have to think about it. You don't have to think about digesting food. You don't have to think about you know, your heart beating. You don't have to think about your lungs breathing. They do that automatically through the innate intelligence that God placed inside you on a daily basis. Health is a state of 100% optimal function and the ability of your body to heal. But if you wait until you feel it, you have to wait 20 years on average before you get your first symptom. And the problem is that you will lose about 40% function overall in those cells, tissues, or organs, or systemically before you feel your first symptom. And that 40%, you're, you're still dying. You're still malfunctioning. You're still getting sicker and sicker. And so if we wait until we feel it, you're already sick and have been sick by the time you get your first symptom. And so waiting until you feel it is setting yourself up for failure. So let's transform this thing. Let's transform our mindset. You go to your medical doctor with a symptom. He's going to give you a medication. What's that going to do for your function? Nothing. It's only designed to treat the symptom. Can it save your life in a crisis? Absolutely. And I'm not telling you to throw your medication away. Getting off of a medication cold turkey is one of the most dangerous things that you can do. So I don't recommend that. But what I do recommend is let's focus on that function. If you want to heal, if you want to be healthy, focus on the function. Focus on what God gave us, and then we can get healthy. If you need help to get there, pick up the phone and call my office, 402-413-8825. You can also text us again, 413 413- 8825 and we'll answer your questions about health and where you're at in this health journey today. We had a, a gal that came through. She's been in her care for about two months, just been getting adjusted. That's it. I've talked to her about nutrition. I've talked to her about fitness. Hasn't changed those things at all, but she does her adjustments and she does her home exercises faithfully. She went to her primary care doctor. They did their A1C test and just with the, the chiropractic adjustments alone, her A1C dropped by a full point, changing nothing, changing nothing else. Her A1C dropped by a full point. For those of you that don't know what that means, is it means that she has less diabetes in her body because she has increased her function and there's more function in her body. God designs us to heal. All we have to do is get out of the way and remove the interference and let God do the healing. If we're going to understand what health is, we have to know where it comes from. If we're going to take responsibility for our health, we have to know where that comes from. And that starts with your central nervous system. For your heart to beat, for your lungs to breathe, for a cut on your leg to heal, a signal has to run from your brain, down your spinal cord, and out the nerves to every organ, cell, and tissue in your body. It doesn't happen any other way. We know that because if we sever the brain stem, everything heals and function. Everything stops healing and functioning immediately, and we die. 
If we sever all the nerves that go to the heart, we pull the heart out of the body, but can keep it attached to all the blood flow, the lungs, it's still going to die because it's lost all that function. But if we go in and all we do is we take one of these vertebrae out of alignment and we twist it around the spine, we just pinch a nerve, just, just the weight of a dime's worth of pressure. So not very much at all. And we leave that there for five minutes. When we measure that electrical current that's running through that nerve, it decreases by as much as 60%. Just five minutes, 60%. And all that signal running out to the heart, running out to the lungs, you're only getting 40% of it. It's like covering your one eye and squinting the other and expecting to find your way down a dark hallway. If you've done it before, you might be able to manage for a time, but then your kids start leaving bicycles in there and they start leaving their Legos on the floor and you start tripping on it and you start hurting your feet. And then it starts to go down the wrong path. Then you start having high blood pressure. Then you start having poor blood sugar and poor blood sugar regulation. Then you start having neck pain or headaches or low back pain. We had a gal come through, you know, nine, you know, nine years of migraine headaches. And it was happening every single day, just about. And we started to adjust her and they started to go away because we were removing the interference. But that headache was a sign that something had been malfunctioning inside her body for a long time. And the pressure was right at the top of her neck, right underneath her skull, right where the spine meets the skull. The top bone was twisted out of alignment. She had lost the curve in her neck and it had started to put pressure on her brainstem and on her spinal cord, on those cranial nerves as they exit out, and it started to affect her. When we started to remove the interference, her body started to heal. If you need some healing today, I encourage you, pick up the phone and call my office, 402-413-8825. I'm Dr. Jake. I'm standing by to take your phone call, and I'll be here every Thursday at 5 o'clock here on KCRO. Join me next week. Happy Easter.